0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the show and happy International Women's Day. I am dedicating today to a very special woman who has been a big part of my life for the last nine months and has had an extraordinary impact that has been hugely positive, hugely rewarding. I can't wait for you to meet her. She is Jana Kingsford, my current mentor and coach. And as we near our very last session together, as our time comes to an end, I just wanted to give a big shout out and say a huge thank you for literally changing my life and my business. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation. All right, so today on the show, I have the amazing Jana Kingsford, aka The Big Dreams Genie. Jana is my current coach. I am just finishing up in figure six, which is her mastermind for entrepreneurs heading towards six bigger businesses. I am also a belief ethics facilitator, which is Jana's subconscious reprogramming method that she has passed on to a select few number of coaches and mentors to pass that work on in the world. So I'm super honoured to be one of the few and to have her on the show today. Now she bounced onto my screen in May last year, 2020, when I was watching Queens of the Internet. You've heard me speak about this before. And here she was having just got out of the sea having had a swim like moments before she was appearing on the Queens of the Internet stage with her long hair and her purple dress and her big floppy hat like sat under a tree somewhere on a sandy beach in Noosa in lockdown and um just wowed the audience, and I just fell in love with her that moment, and have been in her world ever since, and can't imagine not being in her world. So yeah, welcome Jana.
1: <laughs> I try to contain myself when people are doing intros because I'm like, oh I want to say all these other words, and then I realize like how hard that is to edit it out, so I'm like. Eat! I'm like trying to like hold my contained my excitement <coughs> underneath. Oh, I've been really good with it because sometimes you'll see me with interviews. If it's verbal, I'm like, <laughs> I've like got my mouth closed so that I'm not making like, mm hmm, yeah, mm hmm, yeah, oh my God, yay, woo, ah. I can't make so many noises. Anyway, so I literally have heard this probably for the last. 20 interviews I met you on queens of the internet <laughs> this is so good <laughs> This, it's so good it gives you the power of intentionality because I knew that I was going to make that my thing like I just made that my thing like I went for I got up that morning like it's game day it is I've been waiting for this moment for like seven years I've been rocking it out online and this is my moment this is my one shot one opportunity don't miss it <laughs> kind of vibe and I just the amount of incredible women that found me through that group if nobody knows the Quincy internet my coach my mentor Melanie and Leah who I'm in my second year working with she put me in her stage in front of all the people and I just shined so and I just met the most amazing people and I am so grateful that I know you because of that yeah I love that so hey
0: for those of my listeners that don't know you um tell us all about you
1: well okay so I've always been the big dreams girl and then I made a really conscious choice a couple of years ago. It's I call it my oneology. It was when I decided to become a personal brand and shift from being a mummy blogger, and I decided to really start to become a personal brand, where it was just me standalone as Jana Kingsford, just as me and no behind a brand. So I didn't have Mum's Juggling Act, which was my old brand, which you won't find the website for because I deleted it. Because uh, the like the other story of that was that blog was a crutch for me. It ended up being a safety net that I could hide behind the brand and I could do my mummy blog. And I see the, you know, the organizers and the mummy bloggers that are doing like routines up for people. You get to hide behind that. It's a strategy you can kind of like hide behind and you don't actually have to put your life out there because that's not you they're coming for. It's your routines and your know-how and your skills and your tips and your your organizational charts and your productivity and your procrastination skills that they're coming to to you for. So they weren't actually coming for me. And then when I made a really, con- really considerate intentional shift to become just Joanna Kingsford, I noticed that, I was flapping about in the wind with it. It was like, yeah, I'm Jana Kinsford, but what am I known for? Because otherwise it's just a name, which means absolutely nothing. I actually have to become a personal brand. I've got to become known for for something, which then becomes the brand versus leading with being a business before how I was the mom's juggling act. So for me, I made an intentional decision to just really go with being the big dreams girl. Like I was just like, I'm all about big dreams and this is you know a couple years ago and I remember when so I spent like six months just fully dedicating myself to being the activist and the spokesperson for people's big dreams and it took about six months for it to stick and feel like it was catching wind and it was feeling like it was you know sticking to the ground and it was becoming tangible And then over the years of really just being this big dreams girl, delivering this big dreams message and everything I say, everything I launch, everything I write, everything I create is about big dreams. And so when I started to really kind of go, well, girl doesn't really fit anymore. Like the big dreams girl I was so happy with using the word girl originally. I was like, I have no problems with it. But then I started to have a problem with it. I was like, I actually feel like I've grown beyond that even being comfortable word to use to describe myself. And I was like, goddess, bleh, no. Um, <laughs> queen, no. Nothing fit. But then it's so funny that you entered with the Quincy internet. Actually, Melanie, my mentor was like, introduced me for the queens the internet and I had always used this purple genie so I'd always used this purple genie emoji and when I saw the purple genie emoji and there's a Facebook post with the purple genie emoji when it came out I said the purple genie emoji my life just changed and it was an emoji it was an emoji (laughs) but my life has changed right now And I just used to use that all the time, this purple genie emoji. And I said, this just changed my life. I don't know why and I don't know how. It just did. But then because I was using the genie all the time, I was using that emoji. It must have just kind of slipped with Melanie when she was describing me to speak on this stage that she had created to speak at her summit, the Queen's the Internet. She explained to me like, Jana is the big dreams genie. And that was it. It stuck like glue. And I'm like... Oh my god, the genie actually did end up like changing my life because I was using that word like I'm a genie, but I'd never gone like Big Dreams genie, and now it just is. It's not Big Dreams goddess, Big Dreams queen, Big Dreams girl. No, it's Big Dreams genie. And oh stopped. my god, so I didn't
0: even know that, that that story.
1: Yeah, that's how it happened. That's cool. Yeah, because that's what she just said. That's how she described me in her minute long like description of me was jana is a big dreams genie she's a dream genie she will make your dreams
0: come true and I was like oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> when i first came into your world i don't think i was like my dream kind of switch hadn't been flipped if you like so i had this dream of becoming a coach and leaving the corporate world and like having i always always knew i wanted to be my own boss when I was in the corporate world, even though I loved my job, I loved earning money and like having all these opportunities to travel and stuff. But I always thought I'm going to be my my own boss one day. But that was as far as the dream had kind of gone. And I think you just you almost like flicked that switch, and you do that by living out your own dreams, right? So tell us of what some of the big dreams for you are that you live out.
1: I flicked your <laughs> switch. <laughs> which it makes me so happy uh like turning it on like I had a call with a client today and she's just like you've just turned something on with me I used to want to be just one of those lay around on the couch and I just manifested 10k on the day and I've just been on a couch and She's like I used to think that was the goal and now she's like that's like ew that's not the goal I want to leave like a legacy I want to I want to be remembered and she's like I've never had that stirring within me like I'm alive and I'm on like and it just I can't turn it off now it's just on and this dogma that we've been I feel like we this dogma of live you know that living with the results of other people's thinking is there was a lot of thinking around being a mum and what you can and what you can't do and now it's about being a woman and what you can and can't do because it's about not being in your masculine it's about being in your feminine but I feel like we've lost the point it's about the balance of the masculine and the feminine because without it you're too far in one way because there's this one way of like I'm just like in the bath and I'm just like manifesting and I'm just, you know, like the divine and I just wake up and I'm like, what do I feel like doing nothing today? Okay, I'm not going to do anything. That's not balance at all. That is just being in your feminine. But then you go so far, it becomes like a fake feminine. It's not actually true feminine. True feminine has it. It's wrapping itself around a structure and it's wrapping itself and it, it like a surrendering to a structure. Be like, facebook podcast okay i just show up and i'm in my feminine i'm doing my thing but the container is there uh so i don't know where i got on that track but that just happened <laughs> what was the question <laughs> some of your big <laughs> dreams <laughs>
0: there, you <go. laughs> well,
1: there we go there we go well yeah she got she got turned on her big dreams got turned on your big dreams have been turned on and that actually literally turns me on because i feel like my purpose in life I'm so lucky I know a lot of people don't know their purpose but I think they never listened when it came through because it's actually really quiet big dreams I feel like it was Steven Spielberg that said this big dreams don't come at you screaming they come up behind you whispering they don't come front and center they like whisper in your ear and that little whisper that I got, but I really recognized it as an angelic moment like, like everything was singing. And it's like, Jana, you are here to help women achieve their big dreams. And I think when I listened to that, to the simplicity of that, but I ran like the wind with that. And when I came to that with my personal brand and really embodied big dreams. I was just being of more purpose and really just living out what had been sent to me to do. And I just followed that. When I follow that, I don't go wrong. When I don't follow that, I do go wrong when I'm trying to just achieve my big, my own big dreams instead of my big dream being helping you achieve your big dream. So I've got to go and achieve my big dream. So this year it's the million dollar business. And the only thing that motivated me truly to get so close to it, because I'm so close to it now, the only thing that motivated me was to do it for you guys to go. Here's what I learned. Here's where I fell down. Here's where it didn't work. I just wasn't driving me enough forward with going for it without realizing what it meant that it meant like I go and achieve this. And then I throw back the, the reins for you. I, I throw back, like, here's how you did it. Here's how I did it. And here's what went wrong. And here's how you can kind of expedite the process. So I've made it my mission to my career is I gotta go achieve my big dreams. And right now I'm on the big dream of the million dollars. I'm so close to it. And then whatever the next one will be, will be the next big dream. So it's, I just get on these missions to achieve these big dreams. And I document the whole process, whether publicly or in private in my journal, but I document the entire thing. And I basically like when clients come to me, they're going through an apprenticeship of how to achieve a big dream and using business as a vehicle and a vessel. So it's like an apprenticeship. You're learning everything because I teach everything that's required. I don't leave out any bits. It's like everything is covered,
0: you know? Totally, I I love that. And just to give some context, you are sat in front of a four poster bed in the Big Dreams beach house right now and normally (laughs) that's done normally we'll find you in your caravan with your husband and your three kids um traveling around australia right doing laps like for fun
1: laps we're just lappers we're (laughs) aussie lappers aussie lappers we just lap around australia literally like literally we're on our second and a half two and a half lap so our third lap clearly 2020 happened. And we did a half lap. We did it, we went kind of like everywhere that we could go dodging borders. And then a border would open and we'd be like like 3000 kilometers to get to that border, to cross it. And then that the border would close and we'd be like, whew, we're in. So we went everywhere where it wasn't. Uh, so it was a, a really different lap for us, but we did as many kilometers that we usually would do if we circum, circumnavigated the coast of Australia. In 2020, we had to go through the center. So we never would have done that because we don't like the bush. We like the beach. (laughs) That's why we're in a beach house. But we had to do the center, which was kind of iconic and symbolic for us to have to go through the middle instead of just going around the edge, which we had already done, always done. But I like to change it up. Like, this is my job, like, literally, my job. Like, we can't just go rent a normal house. I mean, it's not about being an influencer or anything like that. It's about following my next big dream. Because if I was like, my big dream isn't to go and rent a normal house. So it's not my job. I, that's not my career. My career is, I, what's my next big dream? Stretch. And my next big dream right now, like there is everything in us to go like, let's just get a regular house when we're done here and when the lease is up here. Because it's only a three-month lease because it's a holiday house. And it's the most expensive house to rent in Australia. Literally, go and look up Australia. Actually, don't do that because you'll see her address, but we'll be gone. And who stays there? Oh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, Formula One drivers. Like, yeah, Tony Robbins stays here. So Tony Robbins has slept in this bed. (laughs) Not weird at all. Not weird at all. So it's, it's about like there's nothing in us that could go and have a mediocre, like let's go just rent a house in the bush so we can have some acreage. That's not my career. My career is built on... I've got to go and achieve a big dream, even if I'm uncomfortable and that unnerves me. So we lap around Australia because that's the Australian big dream. We do the laps around Australia and we don't just do it for other people. We do it for, I do it for myself to go and achieve our big dreams because that's a big dream that I have. My daughter is in university, that's her big dream. My kid's big dream is not to go to school. So we have them tutored. <laughs> so they're tutored, uh, it's so private tutoring. So. I mean, it's just living from big dreams and dreams beyond dreams. And that's, we've made that now our career. So in a sense, like I, my business was, was amazing without it all. And there's plenty of coaches that just stay in one room and that's all that they do. And they don't have to go and do any visceral big dreams. But for me, it's just really important to be an in integrity with my message of, I gotta stretch myself, unnerve myself, get myself out of my comfort zone, go from living in a big dreams beach house and then living in a 19-foot caravan with five people. It's uncomfortable, it's annoying, it's unnerving, but it turns us into the humans that we now are because we do like this mix of luxurious experiences and hardcore camping. You know, (laughs) not hardcore. We're in a five-star resort caravan kind of thing, but but like sometimes it's hardcore. It used to be when we used to do it, but yeah, when we get I sick of it, it we yeah. just do an Airbnb. So <laughs> that's fine. We're a little bit of a cheater on the laps now. We do Airbnbs <laughs> way too much.
0: I love it though. But it yeah. mixes it up, mixes up your backgrounds. Yeah. So not only have you flicked my switch, but you've also expanded my capacity to, to dream bigger just by seeing you achieve your big dreams. So thank you for that. And. You do it by being fully yourself, right? Which is what I loved about you when I first saw you and which is why I just wanted to work with you because I was like, there's something about the way you show up just being fully yourself, unapologetically, like just all of you. And like, that's the biggest shift that I've experienced since working with you is how I show up, just like owning it and knowing that's okay because everyone's different and unique and we all bring our own thing so I love that I want to speak about me branding and also belief because belief work is what makes the dream work right
1: <laughs> okay I love this so when it's like clients interview me so it's like we're just having a conversation it's the
0: best thing ever
1: <laughs> so um it's like you're just basically throwing me a line going me brand talk <laughs> and I was like let's go <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that the, the thing that you loved about me and was so magnetized towards was the being yourself thing. Because I remember like back in the day, like I didn't want to be all of myself because I felt it was too much. Uh, but even then it was pretty radical and pretty rogue how myself I was, but I didn't realize I was only tapping into about 10% of who I am. And I was being as me as I could be. Like, I didn't think there was any more layers to me. But what I found with the big dreams is, for example, traveling around Australia, what happens is it creates an unnerving where you can't create a facade any facade you built up because once one thing that'll happen when you're in like a house you get into this rhythm and this uh like routine and this rhythm around creating content like even now like i'm finding i need to rough myself up a little bit to ruffle my feathers a little bit because i'm getting into this like it's so comfortable i'm like but i'm going to enjoy this like vibe for a sec but i can tell after a while I could have this veil and this facade like come over me and it would, I would lose that little edge around being myself because when I'm traveling or when I'm doing something that's outside of my comfort zone and seeking discomfort, like in the words of um, Yes Theory, seek discomfort, intentionally go after discomfort, intentionally sign up to be unnerved it rattles me undone and so there is no facade i can have and that's when i meet a new layer of myself and a new level of myself that i really enjoy because sometimes you just like oh, i just can't like there's there's and with the unnerving you you learn and you meet a new part of yourself and i think for me after I'd gone through the rattling and the unnerving of the first few laps of Australia, which really like just stripped me naked, basically, essentially as a human. And I got lost to be found. Like I really intentionally just went and got lost to be found and unnerved myself to find myself and got uncomfortable to figure out who I was. Because one of the things is with personality, you're so, like, and me branding and personality and figuring out who you are. So many of us think that we're being ourselves. We're pretty into being authentic and and like in integrity. But like, what are you doing to dislodge your personality? Because it's so ingrained. And what I get you guys to do, my clients get, I get you guys to do things you don't want to do. Like, as in calling the Emma Clayton show, the Emma Clayton show, like that was the dislodging. Let's dislodge this thing that's so in your system that it's got to be about something else other than what it is. And I get some of my clients, is Vivi right now, she's writing a book a month because we're doing this on perfect. And I don't give the same coaching. I coach all my clients differently. I give them what I know that, that is going to work for them. I know I give them the tool that's going to help them achieve their big dreams. So everyone's going to be different. I'm not going to give everybody that assignment to write a book a month. Like Some people would just be like, no. Vivi was just like, relaxing. She's like, this is so easy. I'm like, okay, we're writing a book every month for 12 months. She's like, okay. She's up to two. Like I knew she would be able to do it. You know, there's just certain people, you know, we're going to be able to do a certain thing. Uh, so for me, recognizing with personal branding, We've got to be dynamic and constantly changing and we can't if we actually bottle ourselves in and box ourselves into a way of being and a way of showing up. And what happens even with being ourselves, we actually start to box our own self in with our own thinking and when we evolve, we don't actually change the branding. We sort of stay everything's the same. We don't actually let it evolve with us. And so then that's not really true personal branding to me. Personal branding grows with you and you change your mind and you have a different perspective and you change direction and it will just move with you. Wherever I go, my brand will go with me. If I wanted to start wearing makeup tomorrow, I could, but I haven't wore makeup since 2016, except for my sister's birthday, I mean wedding. Um, But to that point, it's doing something that dislodges a personality that is etched in you so you can find a new level. And when you find a new level in yourself and in your personality, you're going to go to that next level. So that's kind of like personal branding for me is a pilgrimage of meeting yourself and then meeting yourself again and then meeting yourself again because at (laughs) every layer and every level, you're just different. I feel like with me me branding is a way for people to make more money as a personal brand because the more money i have the more me i am so that's kind of that vibe with the personal branding
0: Does mm. that makes sense yeah it makes so much sense and, and just um just on that like coming out of a 20 year cor- corporate career right i i probably didn't really have much of an idea who i was and then i went straight into launching a coaching business and listening to coaches that are really good out there that are talking about niching and um ideal client avatars and all this sort of thing and I just I think I went I jumped out of the corporate career box which is a very masculine place into various we call it wanky coaching term boxes like the niche and stuff like that and you've just helped me unbox all that and just show up as me to the point that actually I love the fact that i called my podcast the Emma Clayton show even though I had so much resistance because oh, it, it just gives me so much freedom just to be me and talk about anything that I want to talk about right rather than just being so focused on my niche because I can never work out what my niche was because I want to talk about it all <laughs> I want to help with it all I just yeah so I love that and I think it's that was the missing piece for me that I didn't even know was missing when I came to work with you. So we've got two massive tick boxes, right? Big dreams activated (laughs) me brand in progress. (laughs) So let's talk about the belief then as well, because I don't know if you can remember, well, you remember everything. So our earlier conversation six months ago, when we first started one-to-one, I, I know my vibe was pretty low. I was, at a low level in terms of energy, like I was in fear a lot of the time, so I didn't want to go out and go live. I didn't want to do a lot of stuff. And your belief ethics process is has just been life changing to me, and I'm so honoured to be a facilitator and to pass that on. But for people listening that perhaps um, don't know. The importance and the prevalence of belief work. How do you introduce people to why this matters?
1: Oh, I love that so much. I remember, like, I do remember because I remember, I think you changed the moment, like, the moment you invested i remember i remember very specifically you signed up while i was live on and literally lost my mind did you, remember you already
0: that? did get it again forward rolls
1: Yes, that was the second time you did the first time you signed up to Dreams Pro while I was live. That's right. Yeah. And I don't even think, well, you, I don't even think you were like, yeah, you were. You were just like kind of just randomly. I just signed up to Dreams Pro. So I don't, I don't forget anything. And like there's over like 50 or 60 people that joined Dreams Pro, but I still always remember like the moments. And like anytime you do invest, it's like a moment. So. I love that. I do remember. <laughs> and then definitely the second time when I was doing front flips and then you paid in full for six months of coaching and I was like, oh my God, this is, oh my God, is, what's is happening. I should do this more often. Do a front flip on a Facebook live. And I just had learned it that day but I couldn't do it on solid ground. So I was just like demonstrating what it was because everyone's like, what are you talking about? We don't know what you're talking about. So I had to do it because Aussie slang and nobody knew what I was talking
0: about. Yeah. So that's what being yourself online is all about as well, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, I just went and
1: did a tumble in the grass because everyone, it was like a translation, lost in translation. What's a front flip? level? What, I don't know what I was calling it. So um, the belief. Okay, so I feel like for me, belief ethics is one of those things I was actually talking to a client today about this. So I didn't, so I discovered belief edX, which is when I first did it, it wasn't, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what subconscious reprogramming was. I just had this moment where I was walking along the river one day and nothing was sticking. Like I was doing all these actions. I was taking a lot of action. I had no problem with that. We taking the action, but I was getting no results. I was just really nothing was sticking to the ground. Nothing was actually, nothing was really working. And I was doing a lot of posting and blogging and I've been blogging for a few years and nothing was really sticking to the ground. I was like, when is it gonna work for me? And I just had this really clear moment where it said, basically never because you think that, uh, what was it, you think that success equals hard work. And when I talk about hard work, I'm not talking about, cause I work hard occasionally, like now, March is going to be like a big meaty month for me. Like there's a lot of projects that I'm finishing off, a documentary, writing a book, podcast, three of them. Uh, and a believe that is facilitation. March is full. So there, I'm not allergic to hard work. I hadn't been allergic to hard work like before that. I had grown businesses. I'd graduated university with a heap of kids. So, I was not allergic to hard work, but the hard work I was thinking of is that work that I have to go to work and I hate it. And this is the problem with that moment in 2013. I had quit my job in 2006 and I had been making my own income by various work at home situations that I figured out creating a wedding makeup business, uh, doing an online wedding directory. <laughs> all these odd having, I had like a body shop at home party business. I had all these like odd job businesses I'd made for myself to piece, patch together to create like an income that replaced my income working a job that I quit in 2006. So I had been doing this like willy-nilly self-funded stay-at-home mom situation for a few years. And it came to like 2013, where I was going to make this like next part. And I could just see there was a lot of tendency to create something that I hated. And it wasn't about the hard work as much as it was the work, like I used to do at a job, like the J-O-B vibe. And that was what I had the aversion to. Cause I was so free at that moment. I was so not so much, like I had all these weddings to do every weekend for a whole year. I'm doing a wedding on a Saturday. Like I didn't have weekends, but I was choosing them. Like I choose whether to book that in that day or not. It's free will. So my business was, free will, all these things. And then there was that inflection point that I could see that if I think that success equals hard work, that kind of hard work, where I'm going to a job that I don't like, and I've built a business for myself that I hate, I that's what I felt like I didn't want to box myself in with. And success equals hard work. That's what happened to me. That day, I was like, you're never going to let yourself do it if you think that's what this means, because you have so much freedom now. You don't want to create a job that you have to show up every day and you hate it. And as a business, that's really actually a job. So that was where that aversion really, I really was aware and acknowledged the aversion I was having around being locked into something again. So I wasn't letting myself fully go. So what I did was I was like, okay, success equals hard work. And I saw it as an equation and it was kind of like, I was doing like, like an equation in my head just like a mathematician does equations on a board and I could figure, like I was doing this thing in my head, like success equals hard work. Well, what if success equals uh, more help? What if I have a team so I can have time off and I can have staff so I can have days off? What if I have more health because I can afford the green smoothies and the organic meal plans and the food that just is beautiful? What if all of that? So it was like success equals more health, success equals more health. And from that, I had that day an inspired action. And that week, I think is when I uh, decided to launch this course. And I launched my first course. I made $100 on like It was $100, sorry. And I made $1,400 on that launch. So what happened with doing the belief edX and this belief work is I saw a, a tangible result through my action. And that's how it, that's the origin story of a belief ethics of where it started. But the other component of how do I explain it to people, I try, I tell that story to, to have it resonate because I because the main thing is you're gonna feel the effects of it, but it won't be it won't be instant usually. It's immediate from the action, but it's only immediate if you take that action. The other way that I do it is. I go and achieve some things. So for example, I learned belief ethics in 2013 and I didn't show my husband how to do it until 2018 when he asked me. <laughs> Cause he's seeing so much results. He's seeing so much success. He's seeing these, he's like, can you help me? Can you do that? Whatever that thing is you do with your clients. Can you do that on me? And I did it with him and it was like a really significant, inflection point for him but i never told him to come do it it was he, i waited for the invitation and i waited a long time for that invitation so it's not it's something if you're feeling called, it's you come into the thing you come into the belief edX and you feel called and then you you take the action you you do the belief edX you get to feel the results and they kind of like to speak for themselves so i never have to really convince anybody of it and people don't even need to be interested in subconscious reprogramming. I call it that just because it's uh, it gives it something that's recognizable, like what are we doing? We're working with the subconscious. So I like to just say subconscious reprogramming because after I discovered this process and I got so many results from it, I was like, what is this? Cause I didn't tell anybody. I was just doing this thing for a good, like maybe a year before I told a single soul how, what I was doing and how to do it. So yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. And I'm so happy that you've passed it on and that you're happy for me to practice it with my own clients as well. So that is like, it's truly an honor. Um, so I, I thank you for
1: that. I love it that you do it. I feel so proud that you pass this on and I could not be happier with having someone like you passing it on. You're so like authentic and I love the way that you use it. It's just really beautiful. So, I'm yay.
0: Happy that you passed it. yay. Well, um. I am super happy that you've been here. I I can't thank you enough for how you've changed my life in the last nine months since I came into your world. Um, I honestly love you so much. And um, where can people find you if they want to seek you out and get some Jana come juice? And,
1: yes, come and get some Jana juice. Come and get your Jana juice. Come <laughs> over to my Facebook, on so my Instagram, on my YouTube, but come say hi. Don't just, like, come and follow me. Don't do that. If you're not going to come say hi, then don't come. Come and say that you've come from the Emma Clayton show. On any of my comments, under any of my posts, don't DM me. Just come to a post and come say hey, because then we can have a connection. You can see if something's there. And then my next thing will pop up and you can be like, "Now vibing with this. (laughs) Or you're totally vibing. And then that's like it builds this organic thing. So, yeah, just don't come and like all my pages and stuff. Come and, like, engage with me and the because i manifest you manifest what i say for you and i think the more people that make me aware of their presence in my world the more they get from my world because i'm they're manifesting from me through me for them because i'm a conduit for big dreams it's it's my job
0: (laughs) and it makes people feel so welcome i've never felt like i belonged somewhere in a community as much as i have done in your world so so yeah i encourage people to come Check Jana out and um get in on the on all the juju <laughs> On the doo doo. I love it. <laughs> thank, <some> you. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I love you so much. And um take care. Have a rest, great rest of the day. Bye. Bye,
1: thank you. Love you. You're amazing. You're awesome. And thanks for having me on the Emma Clayton show. I feel so proud and honored. Yeah. So thank you. Yay. Yes. Bye. Bye.